morning, uh, we have been studying how to discern evil. Now, so good to be in the presence of the Lord and to to be in the presence of Jesus and His Holy Spirit. It's so wonderful. Uh, I love the, the time of fellowship and music and prayer. And I love the time of prayer every day here at this office. Uh, uh, these walls know about prayer. We pray. We intercede. But part of being a Christian is trying to understand how to deal with evil. Because more than ever, it's going to be present in the life of the church. You're going to see a lot of divisiveness, a lot of anger, a lot of hate. And the anger that's going to take over is going to tear up the body of Christ in many areas. And this is normal because the uh, 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 Bible says that uh, there will be times uh, coming when the falling away of the saints will be a real reality. And the falling away of the saints is, is already happening in the life of the church. People that faith have been taken from them, faith that has been uh, uh, robbed, leaving the church, looking for another job. And so, to discern evil is important, not just as a church member, but as just a human being. You know, when I go to Washington, I, 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 anytime I go to I've been to Washington twice, uh, I, uh, I really anoint myself. Uh, I believe that there's a, a lot of demons in Washington, D.C. And <laughs> if you're a Christian, you've got to put an armor to protect yourself from, from uh, accusation and harassment. Amen? And so, uh, so, the Holy Spirit discerns evil. Let's take a look at an incident in the life of Paul. It's in Acts chapter 16, Taylor, verses 16, 17, and 18. Go ahead. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And so, you, Paul is in ministry uh, in, in Philippi, and a certain young lady possessed by spirit of divination met us. Now, notice that uh, Acts chapter 16 is referring to a spirit of divination. I don't know if uh, NIV would be different. Uh, By the way, somebody look at your NIV and take a look and see if it is divination. But that simply means that simply means it simply means that God reveals a need in someone's life by the move of the Holy Spirit and a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirit. A spirit divination accomplished, accomplished the same thing, 
but he's a spirit. And so the spirit of light is transformed into a spirit of evil. And it's up to you to know what's evil and what is not. And so, here's Paul conducting ministry. So the same follows Paul in us. In us over here, I think it has to do with uh, several of the apostles that were with Paul. I don't have the name of those that were with Paul, but I believe Timothy was with him. And, uh, and he did it for many, many days. Just simply would say, uh, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us into the way of salvation, which is all right. But it's an evil spirit discerning God in you. I told you that one of the things the Holy Spirit does is reveal holiness, reveal righteousness, reveal the presence of God. You go into a sanctuary, and it's just morbid. There's nothing there but cold. Even the air conditioning or the heater is not working properly. And there's uh, the furniture is stale. There's dust in the pulpit. The floor is dirty. And you begin to see that that church is experiencing a major spiritual problem. But the house of God is not upkept with. And as the saints come in, they sit separate from each other. And the pastor gets in the pulpit and he's got a pound of weight over his neck. Heaviness is just permeating the environment. Well, in this case, this woman began to say that these are the servants of God. And she did for many days. Now, this is very important because Paul heard it several times but didn't take action. So what do you mean? Why didn't Paul take action uh, uh, right away? Well, one thing, try to ignore it, perhaps trying to, to be kind, perhaps uh, hearing from God. What do you say? I was going to say Paul didn't do anything because he wasn't led by the Holy Spirit to do anything. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because it says on verse, on verse 18, he did it she, in this she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, Notice that he said to the spirit and not to the girl. This is very important. It's very important. Every time you're dealing in this area and you bring accusation to a human being, you quench the Holy Spirit. Notice that Paul become grieved. He turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he, the evil spirit, came out the same hour. It means he came out instantly. Now, notice the command. I command in the name of Jesus Christ. I command in the name of Meaning it's not come out, evil spirit. I command in the name of Jesus Christ, you evil spirit. So directing directly to the evil spirit instead of directly to the person. Now, is that a reality in America? Oh, my goodness gracious. Especially in our choirs. There are people that cause havoc in the choir constantly. Especially on choir directors. People that have no notion of what to do about music to God. 
bring in a bunch of dead, morbid music when the people can't even sing it. Keys that are wrong. I, I, let me tell you this. I went to a church here in Athens to preach. And the lady that directs the music knew who I was. Well, she played a requiem on Sunday morning. Now, that's an affront to God. You know, bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, ba bum, ba bum. She did it on purpose. It's laughing, ridiculing the presence of God in someone's life. It happened here in Athens. So what I'm saying to you, that type of leader is already, in terms of church growth, should be out of it. But the pastor is hands are tight. The 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 the, the PPR committee does the uh, 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 the hiring and the firing, and they are people who sort of like classical music with tea at two o'clock in the afternoon. And so the church begins to die and begin to. Finances go bad, and, and nobody comes, and there's a morbidity in the air, okay? And so, uh, Paul is saying, and when her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, meaning that there was someone else in charge of that situation above her. This is real, and everything that I have learned in South America, traveling in 50 years, and every time you find an unclean spirit that is disturbing the environment, there's someone else close to them taking care of it. In every situation, sexual, in every situation, spiritual, in every situation in terms of bondage, there's a higher spirit in charge of the lower spirit. But the Holy Spirit here in Paul was informed. It says, her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone. So they're after money. You see, money is the rule of all evil. The love of money is the rule of all evil. And when the love of money is the rule, begins to be exercised, then that's when you'd identify it. And identification is really simple. Uh, you watch the hands, you watch the feet, you watch the eyes. And you're going to see something abnormal, something nervous, something out of proportion. And, of course, the lady played the reckon, okay? And I found out that uh, two months later, she left that job. And the Lord didn't begin to grow that church. Amen? So I just took authority. I reprimanded. You know, before I preached, I got up and I said, In the name of Jesus Christ, I reprimand the spirit of death in this place. In the evil who brought it in. That was it. That did not, never invite me to preach again. But I, I certainly don't want to go back there either. Okay. Now. And when her master saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into a marketplace unto the rulers and brought the magistrates. And then Paul and, and Silas and, 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 of course, Timothy, they had to answer in public. So this is an example of how uh, to deal with with uh, evil when when evil begins to say something and you know that it's not of God. So let's go into the purpose of discerning of spirit because discerning of spirit, the distinction of spirit, uh, I, I, I wrote down here uh, three major purposes. The first one is discerning of spirits has the objective 
primary objective of acknowledging the real presence of God. So when you are open to the Holy Spirit, and you, you know, you're just open, that's all. I mean, I'm just open, I'm available, I have no bones with it, you know, I don't care if you have tongues or not, I I, have no resistance. The first thing that I should experience is the real presence of God. And that's, a, that's an unbelievable experience. It's a sweet experience. I tell you, uh, that when you find anywhere you are, preach anywhere, and you sense that presence, oh my goodness gracious, just amazing. You know, for instance, I was watching a, a program up in California on TV on my, on my computer, and there's a woman singing, you know, and uh, she was singing. Uh, uh, all my life, the goodness of God, and uh, and I tell you, when that when that woman finished that song, man, you could you could sense the presence of God in that telephone. And then, uh, uh, the the goodness of God is just overwhelming, and I just I'm lifting hands with my phone and going around the room having a good time. Amen. So let's go to First Corinthians twelve three. First Corinthians twelve three. Grab that telephone. Microphone. All right. It says, "Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed." And, and then what next? And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Spirit. So, so the knowledge of the presence of God is a is a derivative of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit acknowledges the presence of God. And it's really important. Because if he, if he doesn't acknowledge, then you don't know the presence of God. So to have a problem with the Holy Spirit is really not really a very wise thing to do. You know, it, 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 in other words, here's, a, here, here's the, the, the example. You work at a bank, but you're allergic to money. So when you are in the cashier, you hold it, you begin to, you, you, you just have to go out and get fresh, fresh air because you're allergic. You can't work in a bank if you're allergic to money. You can't work in the kingdom of God if you're allergic to the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. In other words, you're just doing your job and might as well work for Walmart. Nobody's convicted. Nobody's changed. The church is the same, continues the same. And so... This is what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians 12, 3 and 4 and 5. That it's impossible to damn and to curse Jesus if the Holy Spirit is in you. And there's conviction in you. Okay, how about 1 Corinthians 14, 24? Go ahead. But if all prophesy... And there come in one who believes not, or one unlearned. He is convinced of all, and he is judged of all. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God, and report that God is in you of a truth. Yes. So, 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 explain that scripture for me, Matt. Basically what Paul is saying is that if you're prophesying or the Holy Spirit's operating in you, and speaking words of truth, 
and the somebody who comes in who's not a part of the faith, so to speak, yes. or doesn't understand the faith, that the truth is going to be made manifest in him because of the truth that's coming out of you. That's right. So if the truth is in you and you are exercising the truth in a prophetic activity, uh, your witness of the Holy Spirit will change someone's life and convict someone's life. That is the art. Preaching is not an art. Preaching is prophesying the word of God to the unbeliever. But when it's an art, when it's an exercise in your uh, 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 pride, in your uh, abilities, in your gifts of rhetoric, it really turns people off. I was on the radio not too long ago listening to the radio. There was a guy preaching. And and he was so fast on scripture, one after the other, okay? And and the, the diction was perfect. I mean, the intonation was very perfect, but the presence was not there. My heart would not witness to that. And so I finally sat down, stopped the car, let me listen to it. And I've seen, you know, silver tongue preachers that are so gifted, but there's no anointing. Why is that the case? Why is it that God can't use a mind that is construed to exercise itself? Well, they're not doing it for God's glory. They're doing it for their own glory. Yes. And, and, and when, the, when the pride in them oversees the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit leaves. You know, I have a friend of mine. He was so gifted, and God was using him so greatly in ministry. People were being saved and healed and delivered. And suddenly, he got a job with another church in Atlanta for a lot of money. And from the day on, he left the Methodist church. His word died. And God never used him again. It's a sad thing. Now, I never, never will leave the United Methodist Church. Why? Because I'm a Methodist. And I'm going to preach. I'm going to die singing. I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to minister to people called Methodists. I don't care if there's homosexual or there's no homosexual. I'm going to just keep on kicking and ministering to them. God called me to do that. The anointing is upon me, and I'm not leaving for nothing. I'm going to be here, whether you like it. And I tell you, many of them don't like me. Well, my, my wife sometimes don't like me either. <laughs> but I don't care if you like me or not. I'm not a popsicle for you to lick me. Amen? Good. And so, 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 Acknowledge the real presence of God. It is the ministry of discerning or distinguishing of spirit. Say, to acknowledge the presence of God is the real purpose of discerning or distinguishing of spirits. A gift of revelation. First Corinthians 12. Amen. Okay. Now, second... The purpose of discerning of spirits is to find who is serving Satan. Because, you see, we're in a situation in which a lot of people in the church lead, but actually they're, 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 they're angels of darkness dressed in angels of light. Some of them are so dangerous that I remember I had a, a lady who was my... Just superintendent, 
And, uh, and uh, every time I went to see her, she'd begin cussing me. Now, you know, it, it's not kosher for a superintendent to cuss you. But she would. She would. She was mad. She would cuss me and harass me. And I left there saying, man, I tell you, that's a bad person right there. That's an evil spirit out there. And I just go home and say, thank you, Jesus. She has no power over my life. Okay? Now, so why did I get so upset about it? I didn't because I knew it was a demon. Can a disciplinator have a demon? Oh, yes, he can. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I, I met some. So let's take a look at Acts 13, verses 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. But Elimus the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, set his eyes on him and said, O full of subtlety and all mischief, you child of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. So, so they had gone into the Alapathos, the capital is Cyprus. It's right there next door to Italy, suburb of Italy. You know, people get boats to go to Cyprus, spend the weekend on Cyprus, you know. Eating some, drinking some iced tea and some, 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 some cheese puffs. And so, they found a certain sorcerer. Now, the problem here is this. Who find them? The sorcerer or they found the sorcerer? They found him. But you're going to find out the other way around. Okay? Because the purpose was to do something else. And, and, uh, and they, they want to, uh, uh, was a false prophet, a Jew by the name of Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus. So they want to see Sergius Paulus. He was the deputy of the country. He had a sorcerer with him. Being a pagan, he did not know the difference. Between a sorcerer or which was, uh, and, and that which was legitimately of God. I noticed, you are, have a job. You work at a certain company. You work in the church. That's where most, you find a lot of demons. And, uh, and, and suddenly, you come to work in church and you find that this person is constantly taking you for granted. Constantly accusing you. Constantly disagreeing with you. And being nice in front of you, but behind your back, they're doing something else. In this case, this man was a sorcerer. What is a sorcerer? It's a man that conjures. It's a man that comes to the definition of what to do by communicating with unclean spirits to find out what to do. A sorcerer is someone who conjures evil and try to find what to do because they have no direction. That's, this is very dangerous. You see, if you don't know what to do, don't ask anybody else. Ask God. Spend time in fasting and pray. Say, Lord, would you lead me? 
Would you come and speak to me? And so, but, but this, this bar Jesus had, was a secretary for Sergius Paulus. Meaning everything that Sergius Paulus did had to pass to this guy in order to get accomplished. Look at the, look the danger. But Elimus, the source that his name was, which stood them, saw, he saw a threat in Paul and Barnabas, meaning that the presence of God in Paul and Barnabas was evident in the presence of the Holy Spirit was able to be felt by this sorcerer. It wasn't the presence of the sorcerer that was able to see Paul. It was the presence of the Holy Spirit in Paul to see the sorcerer. So the question is this. Why don't you have discerning of spirits in your life? Why you have been resisting the Holy Spirit in your life? Why have you been anti-Holy Spirit? It's, it's sad to see a blind preacher, a blind church leader who doesn't know what's in front of him. But I love you. I love you. Amen? I love you. I appreciate you. I think we need, you need to open up your mind for the work of the Holy Spirit in your life so you're able to God, to, God to use you. We're talking about discerning of spirits. And so, Saul, then, which is called Paul, This moment on, Saul became Paul, which is derivative of Saul in Hebrew, and uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say he was an elder. It doesn't say he was a deacon. He didn't say he had a license to preach, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Set his eyes on him. Remember, we've been teaching about uh, that uh, Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Yes. And the idea that the Holy Spirit in you looks out and through the eyes or the windows of the soul, see what's in front of you. What a wonderful gift to operate on and, and gift to have in your life. You go to a class in school and you sit close to a guy. And he's very nice to you. And he begins to sort of open his mouth. And he's got that smoke breath coming out of it. Just just communicating with your nostrils. And he's so delightful. He's so helpful to you. And then, and then she, he just comes in and says, Well, darling, could we have a cup of coffee after the class? And you say to him, You evil spirit, you have no right in my life. Get your paws out of me. Take your hand in the name of Jesus. Now that would really scare him forever, wouldn't you? You have no problem with that boy again, on it. But what you can do is to go have a cup of coffee, and then he gets your telephone, and then he's parked in front of your apartment, and then you have a major problem. And so, or you can simply say, well, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. And you get off, and, and he's... So if somebody's persistent towards you, don't call the police. Call Jesus. Say, you foul spirit, you have no authority upon my life in the name of Jesus. He will not ever talk to you again, which is a wonderful thing. So the same thing here. What is Paul supposed to do? Uh, brother, can we have a private meeting in the back? I notice that your behavior is a little different. That goes, you're talking to a demon. 
Oh, fool of all subtlety and all mischief, you child of the devil, <laughs> you enemy of all righteousness. I mean, this is really not a very communicative language. This is really not soft and tender. And you see, we like to be soft and tender. We love to just be sweet and tender and just blab on people instead of telling what it is. That is why God changed name from Saul to Paul. Because God says, man, I like you. You're defined. You don't mess around. You, you really make me proud to be a Christian. So when you meet someone that is just like that, you just come out and take authority. And you might be ridiculed by other people. You might be put down, which is normal. But God Almighty will give thanks to you in all kinds of ways. Why is it that this ministry survives for 50 years? Because if I hear it, I will do it. If I see it, I will do it. If I'm told, I'm not going to get out and do it every day. But if I see it, I'll do it. And I've done it many times. Amen? So, oh... O oh, fool of all subtlety and all mischief, you child of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness. This was the gift of discerning of spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, 10, in operation. Will you not cease to pervert the righteous way of the Lord? Meaning that the sorcerer claimed to be of God was not of God at all, rather Satan, corroding Sergio Paulus in his ministry to administer in the Isle of Pathos. And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you. In other words, the hand of the Lord, in other words, and you shall be blind, not seeing the full sun, the, the sun for a season, meaning that it wasn't really forever. And a mist came in darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand, and of course the impostor was left. Then the deputies saw that what was done and believed, being astonished at the drachma of the Lord. Now when Paul and his companion loosed from Patmos came to Persian Philia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem, meaning the ministry was over and they left. The Lord bless you. We see you tomorrow continuing this work on the purpose of discerning of spirits.